Blog Talk Radio.
want you all to support this conversation on tonight. Um, at the end of Blog Talk, I want you all to talk with me. I want you all to type in on Facebook and, you know, just communicate with me because um, I really didn't know what to talk about. I kept saying, God, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? What do you want me to share with the people? So if you all get your Bibles, books, notebooks, rather paper, pencils, we're going to just start it um, listening and talking with one another and see if we can pray up a solution, okay? So let's first pray. Father God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you. We thank you for the ability to open our mouths to say what we want, to say to you what we need, God, to ask you for forgiveness, to ask you to just mend our hearts, mend the hearts that we've broken. God, whether they say something or they don't, but God, help us to control ourselves that we are going to be what you called us to be, who you called us to be. God, just teach us how as we trust you, we have to still be aware of what's trying to come up. Again, the enemy's tries to sneak in, Lord. But God, we're standing up, standing on your word. We're asking you, God, to teach us how to be humble and yield. Teach us how, God. God, it's just so much going on in this world. We just don't know what to say, what to do anymore. We're looking every which way but up to you. We're looking every which way but at you. We're looking every which way but to you. We're looking every which way but over to you, God. Teach us how to look at the things that's going on and say, God made this world. God can change this world. God, teach us how to invite you back into our world, into our life. That way we would understand God don't abide in mess or sin. So when there's messy mess going on, we can't call him in and ask him to fix it. God, keep us on our knees before you, O oh Lord. Bring America back to you that she may seek you day and night. Seek you while you can be found, O oh Teach us how to want to provide you with a pure praise, with a true worship, with a holy, glorified hallelujah. Teach us, God, how not to throw up strange incense, strange praises, strange worship. God, teach us. God, I thank you. Thank you, O Lord. Give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to meditate. God, give us something to do. Let our hands get busy with trying to work for the kingdom of God. God, keep our feet that we don't walk in, in with, and about men. Keep our feet, God. 
let's stop blaming everybody else and start looking at ourselves, God. Reveal ourselves to us, oh God. And when we see it, we call it out and say, get that, oh God. God, get my temper. God, get my mouth. Get my attitude, oh God. God, keep us from being reckless. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Excuse me. Okay. I be I was out driving today and uh this is just one of the things I've noticed. And as I was turning to go into the parking lot, I was in the right lane, fitting to turn into the parking lot. The oncoming traffic was in the left lane to turn left into the parking lot. Did it him wait his turn? My side was on the right side, going in the right direction. We had the right of way, and he decided he was just coming. He didn't stop. He was going to turn in front of us. But because I was paying attention, I stopped before he could hit the front end of my car. And I said, oh, God, thank you that I wasn't so busy talking on the phone, Bluetooth, or paying attention to something on the street, nosiness, that I didn't see him with his action. And I noticed when he turned in the parking lot, he went on through the stop sign. He was driving across parking lanes, not paying attention or just said not caring if people was walking through or anything. He just kept on going. And the first thing I said to my, my, my you know, to myself that came out of my mouth because it was in my, across my mind, I said, these people out here is crazy. I told Lord, people just don't care no more. They don't care what they're doing, how they're doing. I said, God, people just don't care. And I just started looking at other things that was going on, uh, the way the people in the store was talking to the, the young people, the, like the people my age and a little older. They was talking to the young people, like, disrespectful. I, I hate to say it, disrespectful and, like, they, you better do, you got to do, y'all don't do. You know, and it was like just the way things was going. And I was looking at the young people that they were talking to, I'm sitting back looking and I was saying, you know what? We are so caught up on me, myself, and I. I don't care who in line. I'm just going to walk up and just go to talking to the person while you standing there talking to them or they call your name to be waited on. And when you get up to walk the, over to be waited on, somebody just go to talking and right in front of you and you're like, didn't they just call my name and she just walked up? Anyway, people are so inconsiderate. These young people out here already, most of them, don't want to work. Let's keep it real. They was already comfortable, but when the the man-made pandemic hit and gave them a reason to be make made, made more money staying at home, huh? than it did coming out. You had benefits. Depending on how many kids you got, 
it was like there was your sum of pay according to your dependence. So now that they're trying to say it's over, which if you, you listen on Monday, well, I'm putting it like this. Today, Monday, they're saying, well, the, the virus is, is, is not over. But Friday, they say, oh, the COVID gets over. Saturday, they say, well, people still, you know, uh, wear their masks in certain places, certain conditions. But people that got so comfortable with the masks, they really don't trust not wearing them. Even though we don't have to do the six feet no more, you can't tell most of us that. Even though we don't have to wear our masks no more, you can't tell most of us that. Even though they're saying we don't have to worry about it, we're not willing to take the chance because people are starting to realize that the government only tells you what they want you to know. Well, we're going to talk a little further. Now, I want to share a scripture with you. Proverbs 21 and 1 says, The king heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whichever so, no, I'm sorry, whithersoever he will. Mm-hmm. The king heart is in the Lord's hand. And I'm saying that because we have to know what to pray, how to pray, and about prayer, what we're praying about. See, I was listening last week and a lot of this weekend about the um, people being brought over because of the little paperwork. I forgot what they call it, the title, whatever it is, 14 or whatever, it's expired. So they, they got less people trying to come over here than they had before. Go figure that I don't know. But they're saying that they're going to put them in um, this neighborhood, the old South Shore High School, and they're going to open up a couple of other high schools that closed down, basically as a black community. But my thing is, and I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings, I know somebody's going to show this to somebody and somebody's going to say something, but I'm going to say it. We have such a homeless problem here. And they had people on the news last week talking about how they can't afford to pay their rent and buy gas and uh, buy medicine and buy food and buy this because the government is starting to cut down on the little wages they're giving us. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Let, let's talk about it. The government is starting to take away your medical benefits, your link benefits, um, Social Security, and anything else that they can. But they're opening up for someone else to come in. There's nothing wrong with them coming in and you give them, you help them out. But take care of home first. Mm-hmm. Take care of your own people first. That way, they'll say, you know what, my government took care of me, so I don't. Most likely, that they're not, not going to want to litigate against you because you took care of them. Now, everyone is saying, well, 
Why they ain't putting them over there in uh, Little Mexico and uh, the Pilsen area? I'm going to tell you why. Now, those people over there at Pilsen, I'm just going to use some numbers. Their taxes last year, a couple of years back, was what? 900 to 220, I'll say 1,200 a year. I'm just using numbers. But now their taxes, uh, property taxes, is 7,000 and up. They can't put them over there. See, one thing about, uh, uh, I'm going to say Chicago. Y'all remember when they was building the United Center? First, they're going to try to buy you out. Then if they can't buy you out, they're going to tax you out. And if that's not moving fast enough, they're going to do eminent domain. So they're not going to, they're not willing to put those uh, people from uh, Mexico, Mexico over there with them where they will have um, a better course, I mean, a better way of getting along because now there's no language barrier. There's no, um, how do you say, racial or um, ethnic barrier because they all kind of can understand, communicate, but they want to put them over here with us where, you know, you got a certain look, you wear certain colors, you stand in a certain way, you hold your hands this way. Those people don't know what's going on over here, but in the same sense, they got to click up so they can stay safe. So when you turn around and look and say, why are they flooding our areas? You, you didn't want to open these schools up before on the east side, the south side, the southeast side, the west side, the uh, northwest side. Um, you, don't want to, you didn't want to open these schools up before, these buildings up before. Well, you could have been housing our own people, our own homeless people. And just like you had a little a nurse's office in the school when the students was going there, you could have put a little nurse's office in the uh, in the building where the uh, homeless people are living. You, you say you want to get rid of them, but you don't mind going under <clears throat> Blower Whacker on Canal Street or up and down different um, streets and under the Vidox and down uh, 94 going into 290, snatching down those tents. You don't mind doing that, but you don't want to encourage the people. <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't want to let them get an address. See, a lot of benefits they can't have because they don't have a physical address. Hmm. And you don't want to give them proper medical health. I'm, I said it, medical. But you know what I meant to say, mental health. You took it away. You took prayer out of school. You took away health benefits, mental health benefits. Take it away, link. Uh, you took the the man out the house. Uh, yeah, I remember daily uh, when the the women in the project had their baby daddies, a man living there. They put him out and told him they had to marry him or they couldn't live there. Then when they did marry, they want to snatch the benefits and say make them get a job. Okay, where's the education? Where's the training? Regardless. Other people say, well, they, they had the same options I did. No, that's not true. Just, just like you could say we could look at the same picture, but we both 
or get a different outlet. We could be in the same community, and it looks like we have the same option, but we don't. You, you don't know what people going through. You don't know what people have been through. You don't know what people deal with because it's two things and one thing for sure I know. Once I go through my front door or back door, once I get inside, you and nobody else know what's going on in there. So you don't know what people have to deal with. That's why I said we have to learn how to ask God. If we don't know, we got to learn how to ask God, teach me how to pray and what I should be praying for, who I should be praying for, and the way. It's, it's, people have to get in a point, I mean, not in a, in a place where you have to understand. Let's go back to it. Proverbs 21 and 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of the of the of waters, he turneth it whithersoever he will. So what whatever way the water is flowing. You can look at Lake Michigan on one day. It it has waves. It has tall waves that slamming up against the lake shore drive, you know. You have where people can't walk down a little walkway. Then some days the water is just choppy. Then some days the water is just smooth. But it depends on how God shifts the wind. King's heart is in his hand every day. Whether it's choppy, whether it's high waves, whether it's calm, or whether it's just raindrops. Hot. We have to understand that the government is only going to do what we pray that they do. See, once we elect them and they get in there, now you got to understand, they all go in with a plan. They tell us about it before we vote for them and why we vote for them. This is my plan. This is my desire. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work. I'm going to change. Yes, but once they get in there and they find out who and what they're working with, sometimes their plans change because now you look at man having man's heart in his hand. But my word says God has the king's heart in his hand. So that means let me let me look at something real quick. Ah, see, I said it. It said God has the king's heart. He didn't say the king. He said the kings with the apostrophe s on it. He so there's more than one. So if God is able to have more than one. God asks my prayer, your prayer, and other prayers he has. What makes you think God can't turn that whole assembly around when they're having meetings, when they're having discussions, when they're talking about a law, or they talking about uh, putting money over here, putting money over there, taking money from right here, canceling money that go over there? See, we all said back in the the 70s, don't get rid of after-school program. 
They did in the black and brown community. Mm-hmm. See, I was going over to a white park district. They still had after school and gymnastics and all kind of stuff, swimming and everything going on in their park district. Yeah, they did. We never had it. So we they was billed, billed for it. They said on the budget they gave it to them, but we never had the instructors. We didn't go to camp. They still was having camp, and they was able to go to these different camps basketball and volleyball and football and cheerleader and dance and all kind of other stuff. We didn't really have that. Not unless you were special. Mm-hmm. You had to be a special kid that God had anointed somebody to see you. Out of all the kids around, he had to anoint somebody to see you. For example, I'm going to give you an example. See, this is the first time I'm going to give somebody else testimony. My sister loves to sing. <clears throat> I'm sorry, we talked about this before. She loves opera. And out of all the girls in the school, this is a music teacher we had, Dr. Uh, Mr. Apopolitis, well, I can't pronounce his name. It was a, I could pronounce it then. He saw her. All these voices going on. He had an ear. He heard her and saw her. And he told her, he talked real, he had a bad accent. But he knew she loved opera. So he assigned her and sent her downtown to sing in the all-city mass choir. Now, me and my sister do a lot of things together, but y'all know. I ain't for no opera. Mm-mm. I love my sister enough that because my, my parents said, our parents said, you can't go now unless the other one go. See, I couldn't move now unless she was moving with me. She couldn't move now unless I was moving with her. So she said to me, she said, Renee, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I said, Okay. I said, I got you, but she was smart. She didn't tell me she had to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Because she knows she had told me that part. I was like, you won't be going. But I went on and got up to go with my sister because it was something she loved. And I loved the fact of watching her do what she loved. And I said that to say, you can't tell me how prayer won't work. Because, see, God told her how to approach me. Because he knew if I had to choose, I was going to say 7 o'clock in the morning, that means we got to be leaving out of here at 6 something, da 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 And now regardless if it was raining, sleeting, snowing, cold, hot, whatever, she had to be there at 7 in the morning on the weekend doing, doing school time. But the other times of the summer, it was different. She was so, she loved it so much, she made it to when they went, to, uh, invited them to come over, I think it was England, to sing. And because I love my sister so much, it was something I wanted really, really bad. And my mom said, Renee, it's something you want, and I know it's your turn. Because she, she, if she did for one this time a big thing, she would do for the next, the next one a big thing, and then the next one. So that's how she did. So she always let each one of us know, 
this is not your turn, but let me get let do for the other one. So it was my turn to have this big thing I wanted. And I said, oh, Mom, I can't wait. I want this. I want that. I want this. But I noticed my mom was, I'm not going to say disappointed. She was a little different. And I said to her, Ma, what's wrong? I'm still ready to go. She said, yeah, you're ready to go, but I'm going to have to figure out something for Cecilia. I said, what do you mean for Cecilia? She said, because she wants to go to England. I said, oh, okay. She said, but I can't send her to England. Me and your dad can't send her to England and do for you too. And I looked at her, and she said, so what? I said, well, Mom, I really want this, and you promised me this, and you promised me that. So I know my sister had to be praying. And I know my mom had to be praying because I turned around and I said, you know what, Ma? If she needed, let her go. Because I knew that was something she would remember the rest of her life. But, you know, everything don't always work out the way we want them to work out. But when we pray and we come together and pray, and we give it to God and leave it with God, God will come back, enter in. He said it in his word. He will heal the land. All we got to do, humble ourselves. The, the Bible is not full of, full of good ideas. Mm. You know, people, my, my sister jokes a lot and say, people think that stop sign was a good idea, that red light was a good idea. These words from Genesis to Revelation, it's not just a good idea. They're proven. How, how these old folks should say, baby, a matter of fact, I could tell you something about this thing. See, there's, there's things in here you can read for yourself. There's things in here that you would know. For example, I just looked down at uh, Proverbs 22. A good name is rather to be chosen did great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Now, I read that to say, if we don't get ourselves together and, and, and stop worrying about my stuff and, and, and don't worry about the ones that's in need. See, don't get caught up on, oh, those foreigners coming over here. See, they coming over here on choice. We're foreigners and we was brought over here on force. See, so if you look at it all, we're all foreigners. This land wasn't our land. What that song say? This land is your land. This land is my land. No. This land was their land, the Indians. And it was taken from them. They played their love. Oh, let's smoke the peace pipe. Uh, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that. And, and knowing the people didn't know, understand what they were saying, have them put an X or a mark. Oh, they signed it. Okay, uh, I'm going to put an X down. You put an X down. How you going to know my X from another X? And then tell them, could you identify that X? Yeah, it belongs in the alphabet. You don't know your X from my X, but that's just show you the tricks, the tricks of the enemy. That's why we have to be careful what we're doing, how we're doing it. We can't be doing it temporarily like, oh, I'm going to talk to God um, and, and God's going to straighten this out and, and I'm just going to say thank you, Lord, for straightening it out, and then you go back. No. 
It's prayer that gets it. It's prayer that keeps it. And it's prayer to share it so the next person can keep it going. We're not going to make it days and it's time without prayer. We're not going to make it in these days at this time without making politicians stand up. Don't get me wrong. I I heard what Brandon said today, the new mayor. He said, young people, we see you. We hear you. See, somebody missed that. That's somebody not, first he was a son. Ah, I'm not mistaken of a preacher. Then he became a husband. Then he became a father. Three times. He became a politician. Now he's a, a mayor. I, I ain't forget about his education. But now he's a mayor. Not only is he educated from the city of Chicago, that's second, but he's educated with the word of God. Oh. We have to pray his face fell or not. And he stay focused. And he stay in God's face. And we have to pray that God sends him leadership to lead and guide, saying that to go back to this. When that man spoke, you know, I heard them call him the man of God, the son of a man of God. I heard them call him the mayor, and we will be calling him mayor. One thing I wanted you to hear was what he said as a father. Like he said, son, daughter, I see you. I hear you. He didn't scream. He didn't yell. He didn't throw up his hands in his fist. He said, but stop it. See, that's what God is saying to us. Children, I hear you. I see you. But stop it. Stop inviting me in on mess. I can't dwell in a house. That's messy. I can't dwell in a house that's unclean. I can't dwell in a house that keep playing a hokey pokey. I can't dwell in a house that won't stay focused. When God sent Jesus here on this earth, he sent Jesus on assignment. Now, don't think our father did not see and did not know and did not feel that Jesus was, he was in this world, but he wasn't a part of this world. But don't think Jesus didn't feel for his disciples, his followers, his people. Don't think that. Jesus felt. He, he called his friends. He felt for them. But at the same sense, Jesus knew he was on purpose. He came here on purpose, and he cannot let that stop his purpose. Even though he said, Father God, not my will, but your will. Take this cup from me. You know, we could say he was kicking it, having fun. He was going to the fest, fest of feasts, 
He was just partying, you know. I, we all party, but we have to know who our partner is. But in the same sense, Jesus said, not my will, but yours. And then when he told Judah, Iscot, whatever you do, do it fast, do it. The time has come. He told his mother, who was that standing by her? He said, that's your son. Mm-hmm. When we sit back and we look at stuff and we wonder why this is going on and that's going on and it ain't going this way, it ain't going that way. Nine out of ten, y'all, let's be honest. You just did some said some or cut somebody out and then something happened to be like, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, why does this keep happening? The law is for the lawless. What is happening is because it's lawless people out here. I, I, you know, I say every day, be prayerful, stay prayerful, pray. Pray when you're going out the door. Pray when you're out the door. Pray all day. Pray. You know, you ain't got to sit on the corner screaming and hollering. No, you ain't got to do that. Because if you're having a personal conversation with God and you get a chance to witness and talk to people about God, God is going to reward you openly. You, now those that he's given that ministry to, but if you're going about your day's work, he said, render Caesar what Caesar, give him what's his. But when you're going about your day, Make sure when you start it off in the morning, when you stretch it, good morning, Jesus. Hello. Thank you, Lord, for another day. You know, you just got to say that. You know, I, I, I was talking to a family member today, and and we was talking about some getting older. And um, my mom used to always say, twice a baby wants a child. I said, so, I'm sorry, twice a baby wants an adult. I said, so my thing was I never thought I would be in a position that I'm in with the uh, body ailments, the, the things that's going on. But you know what, though? Regardless, I trust God. And I was saying to her, regardless what we're doing, I said, this world don't owe me anything. I don't owe this world anything. I said, I don't care about this, you know, because she was talking about she was one, she don't want people to forget. I don't, if they forget you, they forget you. That means they weren't thinking about you when you was out there. Don't worry about it. It is what it is. If life is too short to worry about things you can't change, but life is so precious, you should always pray about things you, you want to change. Trust God. Depend on God. Keep it in your heart. Proverbs 21, verse 1, God has the king's heart in his hand, and he can turn it whichever way he wants, just like he did with Pharaoh. He can harden the heart, or he can soften the heart. I just seen the hardest of the hardest of gangsters, as they want to call them, ninjas. I just seen them cry. I just seen them break down. And it, it always caused they lost their mom and dad. It was cried over a woman. She left them. Whatever. I just seen the strongest, the so-called strongest women cried over their man. He left them. Uh, whatever. The simplest little things. That's what the word, uh, word of God talk about. The, the little fox destroyed the fire. We're, we're worried about the wrong thing. 
We're scared to open our mouths. We're scared to pray. We're scared, but we want every we want God to do everything. No. We have to go to God. We have to call on his name. We have to pray. We have to put people on the altar. You know, and I'm not talking about here and there. Every time you hear something, see God, they're right there. They're right there. It's my people who are called by my name. Will humble themselves. Turn from their wicked ways. Pray, talk to God, seek God. Let, tell God what you see. Ask God to heal you that you could pray for real for it. Get in his words. If you don't remember the whole verse, <clears throat> read some of the verse. Remember some of the verse. If you read it every day. <clears throat> it took me a little while to remember our foundational scripture. But I know of my heart now, Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You keep saying something over and over. It's just like you learning how to cook, drive, or do anything else. you got to keep doing it over and over, over and over, till it become habit, till it become where you, you know how to do it. So I, I said that to say stop worrying about where they're placing people. Pray and ask God why are things going the way they're going. Their turn now. It was our turn before. It's their turn now. And it's going to roll back around. Wait till it get close to close opening up this Obama. Y'all trying to tell y'all something. It's just rotating around. So you better learn how to pray before it comes your way. Watch what's going to happen when uh, they decide what's going to happen with Soldier's Field. You better pray and ask God, not just for the spirit of discernment, but you better ask God to reveal some things to you before they happen. I'm not speaking of no other city or suburbs. I'm talking about Chicago, where I live. See, if you if we take care where we live and pray for that, and the next person pray for where they live, then that's a corporate prayer that is starting to stretch and connect. And so it starts like getting like like the river. God turns it whichever way he may. It starts flowing. We have to learn how to flow. And we have to see the enemy before he comes. Stop letting the evil one sneak in unaware. Because we're so busy looking over here. Oh, they putting them over here in our neighborhood. Yeah, but why they putting them over here in our neighborhood and we scratching like this? They like little mice and rats. They eating up something in another area. So we got to learn how to see with our peripheral as well as we're looking with our visual. We have to have a prayer life. I heard a man say, um, God will wake you up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and make you pray or have you pray for somebody. You could be riding around in your car and God will tell you about something or somebody. You better start getting a relationship and a life with God so God can reveal why some of the things that's happening around you so you won't, why are we always surprised? I don't like surprise parties, but we we always getting a surprise. Why are we always surprised 
something is happening. It's just like the clothes we wear. Don't throw them away. My parents told us that we were kids. It's going to come back around. Learn how to pray. If we don't teach our children how to pray now, what's going to happen when we're gone? Y'all, the king's heart is in God's hands. But our prayer is we pray that God comes back to heal our land. We are part of the land. We are part of God. We are part of the body. We got to get in place. Stop looking over here at what they're doing at South Shore only. Don't forget about the people in Pilsen who's losing their homes. Why is it they, they can't catch nobody or find nobody? But when something happened to one of them, they shut the city down. Y'all know it and I know it. And they're going to have a answer in less than 72 hours. All right. So I thank you all for joining in on tonight. I hope I said something that um, you all liked or you all agreed with. Please, if you're looking at this in the replay, um, I want you all to share it. And for those that's on Blog Talk, if you have any comments, would you please share now while the lines are open? Amen. Amen. I thank God for you reminding us about prayer, the power of prayer, and praying the will of God, praying the word of God. And just praying. And not always about me, 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 but it's about the people, the creation. There's so many people that need prayer. And I just want to say to everybody that ever, 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 ever prayed for anyone in my family or anyone that I know, thank you for praying for them. And I thank God even for the times he's allowed me to pray for them. It's an honor and a privilege to pray for somebody else. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. Thank you, Apostle Elect. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else at this time would like to say something? Okay, I thank you all for joining in. I want you all to keep um, a friend of mine lost his mother on the day. His name is um, Kermit, but we call him Romeo. Um, he's one of the bikers. Another friend of mine, his name is Bill Baker. He's one of the bikers. His wife um, has been in hospital surgery. He's been ill. Keep them in your prayers. My cousin Margo McCoy, please keep Minister Margo McCoy in your prayers. She um, is recovering. God is really doing something for her. Keep Pastor Servant Troy Thomas in your prayers. Keep Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser in your prayers. Um, keep, there's so many people. I have a friend named Will, William, we call him Will U. He uh, rides with Freeway. Uh, he had an accident on his motorcycle. Uh, please keep him in your prayers. Um, I, please blame it to my head and not my heart. I, I can't think of everybody. Keep my family and your prayers as uh, the uh, Weavers is still uh, dealing with the loss of Sylvester White, a family member. Keep my family 
the um, quarters from California, your prayers. We're, we're still dealing with uh, two deaths back-to-back. Uh, we just have a lot that we have to stay prayerful for, you know, because what we have to understand is that it's, it's not you pray for one thing, two things. There's so much going on. You just have to pray. You have to you have to trust God. You have to stay before God. You have to keep yourself focused. If you just keep your mind on the things you have to pray for, believe me when I tell you, you won't have time for no mess. It's so much to pray for that you won't have time to keep up nothing or be in nothing. It's some things going on in this world that we need to stay focused on. And most of it is watching the enemy try to do what he do, sneak in unaware. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We have to keep that in mind. Every time we think we've gotten to a place, here come the enemy trying to start something. So no matter what's going on in your life or in your household or whatever, put it on the altar. Give it to God and say, God, just prepare me for the change that you're bringing forth. Because it's a shift in the atmosphere. The summer is getting ready to come, and we know just for what we saw of the past couple of weeks, baby, you better be prayed up. You better and anoint yourself, your family. Put the blood over the doorpost, front door, back door. Put it over the window sills. Put it inside the house so the rain, if you put it outside and wash it off, at least you got it covered from the inside. You better put the oil on your house, physical and mentally. So I just want to say to you all, um, come back. Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Our very own apostles, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, will be ministering. So if you're getting ready for church, like I say, she will be on the air at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. She will be on Blog Talk Radio. That's the World Wide Web. If you come back uh, next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will be able to hear Minister Ron and Missionary Tony Montgomery speak on this Monday coming up. And uh, we're just excited about that. And then next Friday, I will be back on page to minister for you all at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 Eastern Standard Time. So I just want you all to know I'm... When God calls you, it's no surprise you've been knowing it. So just do what God tells you to do because before it's over with, you're going to have them shoulda, coulda, woulda. But just make sure your shoulda, coulda, woulda be like, I did what I was told to do. So with that being said, I'll tell you our foundational scripture again. Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And young people, listen to what the politicians are saying now. 
there's a new deputy in town, and there's promises made that promises are going to be kept. So remember what he said. He said, I see you. I hear you. But you better stop. And you all know what that, when parents said that, what that means, especially with that tone. You better stop. Okay? We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it, and I pray that everybody gets good rest sweet rest and tune in on Sunday to see what God has for you. Good night, everyone.